Welcome to Illum Radio, a different kind of oldies program. I'm your oldie host, John Lovering. You know, on this track, I have another Christmas program, and it features William Bendix. It's from the series The Life of Riley, which was a popular radio comedy. Uh, this uh, Bendix is sort of a blundering Chester A. Riley, a factory worker and a family man. The show that you're going to hear came from a series that ran from 1944 to 1951 on various networks, and the episode is entitled The Christmas Present, and it aired on December 17, 1944. In this episode, Riley tries to buy a pearl necklace for his wife, Peg, who he calls Dumplin', but ends up getting scammed by a con artist. But before we jump into the program, I'd like to tell you a little bit about William Bendix. He was an American film, radio, and television actor who typically played rough, blue-collared characters. He is best remembered for his role in Wake Island, which earned him an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor. He also portrayed the clumsy aircraft plant worker as Chester A. Riley, and that's the series that you're going to hear. He was both a radio and television version Riley, and and William Bendix was also a baseball player. He played Babe Ruth in The Babe Ruth Story. From other films that he appeared in was The Class Key, as Jeff the Bug who beats up Alan Ladd's character, Lifeboat, which was a powerful uh, program. He plays Gus Smith, a wounded and dying American sailor in a Hitchcock thriller. A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court as Sir Sagramore, a knight who sings a comic trio with Bing Crosby and Cedric Hardwick. Blue Dahlia in 1946 as Buzz Wanchak, a war veteran and friend of Ladd's character. Now, William Bendix was born in Manhattan, New York on January 14, 1906, and he died in Los Angeles, California on December 14, 1964. People always said that he always looked kind of old for his age. He was 58 years old. They said he looks like he's 58. Even when he was in his 30s, he he looked like he was 58. It's kind of weird that he died on December 14, 1964. If you do the math, he died at the age of 58. William Bendix is the star in The Life of Riley. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. Today he's busy acting in the forthcoming movie, A Bell for Adano. But tonight, he's just a big kid eagerly waiting for Christmas. The first Christmas Eve I remember, my grandma told me to go out on the porch and drag in the Yule log. The Yule log turned out to be Grandpa. <laughs> the American Meat Institute presents William Bendix in The Life of Riley. The meat people of America, providing a great food for a great nation. But there are many other things besides meat that the meat industry supplies to a fighting nation. Fats for explosives, leather for shoes and many other military uses, warm fleeces for flyers' jackets, wool for sturdy uniforms, life-saving extracts and drugs for military hospitals. Yes, an industry that learned years ago to use everything but the squeal 
provides hundreds of essential materials for vital wartime needs. And now, on behalf of all those engaged in supplying meat to the nation, the American Meat Institute presents The Life of Riley. It's the week before Christmas, and all through the land, people are busy sending and receiving gaily wrapped packages. War worker Riley has just entered the living room of his California bungalow with two such packages in his arm. Well, what's that you got there, Riley? Christmas presents? Yeah, Dublin, for me. Something I can really use. Oh, who gave them to you, Dad? A very good friend of mine. Me. (laughs) (laughs) See? I like that, a new hat. How do I look? Well... Don't you think those pork pie hats are a little too youthful for you? No, no. The man in the store said I got the perfect face for a pork pie hat. <laughs> oh, what's in the other package, Pop? Cigars. Oh, but, Dad, your friend Waldo Benny always gives you cigars for Christmas. Yeah, I know. But the trouble with Waldo's cigars, I can't figure out how to smoke them and not be in the same room at the time. <laughs> You're right, Pop. Yeah. The only way to get what you want for Christmas is to buy it yourself. Well, what's eating on you, Junior? Look what Aunt Henny sent me from Brooklyn. Earmuffs in California. Uh, Oh, well, cheer up. Maybe Uncle Baxter in Boston will send you some snow, huh? (laughs) Junior, Aunt Henny's package is marked do not open until Christmas. I know. You knew and you opened it? Oh, what's wrong? Junior, it's against the spirit of Christmas. Why, yes. We should have waited until Christmas morning when we all open our presents. Oh, gee. Besides, I... it ain't just the idea of opening a package. It's, it's what's behind it. It shows you ain't got willpower. Oh, maybe not, but I just had to know what was in it. <laughs> Peg, this boy don't take after me. No willpower. No, but he has got your good look. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, that's sweet, Dumplin. <laughs> I can't argue because it's true. <laughs> Listen, Junior, you've got to develop willpower. Remember, life is just a bowl of cherries, which means there are lots of pits you can fall into. <laughs> Only willpower can save you from the pitfall. Oh, the door. I'll answer Anybody who ain't got willpower ain't fit to fight the battle of life. Now, take me, for instance. I got willpower. This morning at the plant, when Big Jim Anderson stepped on my foot on purpose with his 300 pounds... I had enough willpower not to punch him in the nose. Dad, Daddy, it was a package for you. Here. For me? It's sure wrapped up pretty, isn't it? Oh, who's it from, Riley? Uh, it don't say, but according to the postmark, it comes from uh, Walla Walla. Walla Walla? Let's see, who do I know in the South Pacific? <laughs> Walla is a city in the state of Washington. Oh, Walla Walla! Oh. Well, we don't know anybody in Walla Walla. Well, maybe some friend of Dad moved to Walla Walla. Walla Walla. Who do I know? Who do I know? Who could it be? Who could it be? <laughs> Riley, just because it comes from Walla Walla, you don't have to say everything twice. <laughs> I wonder what's in this box. Too short for slippers. Too flat for military brushes. Too light for a bowling ball. 
don't rattle, don't smell, don't leak. Yeah, wish I knew what was in it. Well, guessing won't get you anywhere. Yeah, I'd better open it and find out. Just a minute, Pops. Look what it says there on the bottom of this sticker. Where? Oh, do not open until Christmas. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it to my attention, Junior. I'll just leave it the way it is until Christmas. You'd better. After the lecture, you just gave Junior on will uh, don't worry about me. If I say I won't open it until Christmas, I won't open it. Oh, last Christmas you opened the present you got from Muley Durkin ahead of time. Well, it was a business thing, so I'd know how much to spend on his present. <laughs> oh, so on. You always die of curiosity. Every package you ever get. Uh, not me. I ain't the least bit curious about what's in that package. Not... It's kind of thin, ain't it? <laughs> well, just so you won't be tempted to open it, I'll put it away. Good. On the shelf in this closet. Good. And I'll lock the closet. Good. Uh, no, no, no. Don't, don't lock the closet. Well, see, I, I told you. Joe Jr., it ain't what you think. It ain't on account of the present. Well, then why don't you want the closet locked? Well, uh, uh, in case of fire, the, the mice won't be able to escape. <laughs> All right, then I won't lock it. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, this package don't exist. Uh, Junior, remind me Christmas morning to open it. Huh? Oh, uh, I'll show all of you. Yeah, well, we'll see. Come on along now. It's time for supper. Yeah, come on, kids. Supper. Oh, we'll be in in a minute. Listen, Babs, I bet you a dollar to a nickel that Pop opens that package before Christmas. Oh, Smarty, you always want a sure thing. You know Daddy can't hold out till Christmas. Hey, Babs. What? Where is that mouse trap we had? Sure. What, what's that? Oh, that, that, that's, that's only me, Dumplin'. Oh, Riley. Why aren't you asleep? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to, to, to get a glass of water. Go, go, go to sleep. Oh, well, don't make any more noise. No. Oh! Oh, my head! My head! Oh! Oh! oh. Riley, what on earth's the matter? Oh, what's up, Pop? Oh, no, something's biting me. They won't let go. Oh, Riley, look. A mouse trap. A mouse trap? Junior, do you know anything about this? Oh, I was just trying to catch a mouse, Pop. I never thought you would go to the closet in the middle of the night. Well, that, that, that could happen to anybody. I, I, I was... Going for a glass of water, and I just happened to mistake the closet in the living room for the icebox in the kitchen. I... You, Mr. Riley. Oh. Waldo Binney. How are you, Waldo? Oh, my aching back. <laughs> I've been out walking my wife's great Dane, and he simply refuses to take me home. I'm exhausted. Well, here, I'll pull the dog home for you, Waldo. 
Give me his lease. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Riley. Sometime I'll do a favor for you, like ironing some shirts or... Oh, well, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> shush now, Hamlet, shush. Or tonight I'll make you sleep in your bed instead of mine. <laughs> Waldo, I want to ask your opinion. I, I got a friend, uh, name and no name, see, but this friend got a package marked do not open until Christmas. Now, my question is... Mr. Riley, the answer is no. No? Under no circumstances should such a package be opened before Christmas. Remember, curiosity killed a cat. Well, my friend ain't a cat. <laughs> His son, Junior, thinks he's a rat. He leaves traps around for him. Mr. Riley, not only isn't it Christmassy, but anybody who can't resist temptation is just a wishy-washy weakling without character. Yeah, that, that's what I say. Waldo. Waldo, I just got a brainwave. The package says do not open before Christmas, but it don't say do not look inside before Christmas. Well? Well, now, suppose somebody else opened this package. I won't do it. No, yeah, but, 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 but suppose somebody did open it, and then my friend couldn't help finding out what was inside. That's true. Technically, he would be innocent. I would, huh? Say, you know, something like that happened in our house last year. This dog here opened a package marked do not open until Christmas. He did, huh? Yeah, and he just tore the wrapping paper to shreds. Well, I couldn't help finding out what was in it. You don't say. Uh, by the way, Waldo, uh, how's about lending me this dog for a little while, huh? Why? Well, I, I, I ain't got a dog, and you know what you ain't got, you always miss. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Take me. I haven't got a son like you have. I'll lend you the dog. Oh, that's swell, Waldo. And sometime, I'll lend you Junior. <laughs> Come on, boy. <laughs> Hamlet, quiet. Come on, in, in here in the living room. Come on. Get it, boy. Now, now you sit down right over <laughs> here. Now, 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 just let my hand out of your mouth. That's it. <laughs> now, I, I'm going to get something pretty for you to play with. Oh, that junior out. Don't say a word, Hamlet. Uh, now, now, listen, Pop. Look what I got for you. See the package? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Pretty little package. Yeah. I'll put it down right here in front of you. I, I bet you're dying to know what's inside. <laughs> you ain't the only one. Huh? Yeah, there's only one way to find out, huh, Hamlet? Go ahead. Go out if you feel like sick or anything like like a package, for instance. Sick it. Go, go, go ahead, Amber. Go ahead, sick it. I'll see you later. I Christmas with every Christmas. Oh, there you are, Dumplin'. Oh, hello, dear. Are you back to Zoom? Yeah, I was over the wild and hey. Riley, isn't it bad? I don't hear nothing. Oh, I hear a dog. Oh, it must be next door to Waldo's house. It's right in this house in the living room. No, 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 Peck, wait. Don't bother looking. I tell you, it's next door now. Don't be silly. It's in the living room. Well, I, I wonder how he got in. Peg, my package. He'll get in the closet and tear open a package before Christmas. That would be horrible. 
Well, I never. Did he do it, Peg? I'm afraid to look. Well, you'd better open your eyes. But, Peg, I don't want to see what's in my package until... My box of cigars. He chewed up all my cigars. And look, look, my new hat. He's eating my hat. Stop it, you... You, you, you dog. Oh, oh Riley. Mom, this is no laughing matter. Well, cheer up. You're lucky. He didn't even touch your Christmas package. Well, Riley's plan has gone to the dog, along with his new hat and cigars. In a moment, we'll return to Riley's mysterious Christmas package, but right now, this is Ken Nile speaking for your meat industry. You know, there used to be an old song that went something like this. If I can't get the girl I want, I'll take the one I can get. Well, that's pretty sporting psychology these days at your meat store. You're not always getting the exact cuts of meat you want just when you want them. But listen, the meat industry is handling the greatest tonnage in history with a critical shortage of help. For instance, the number of hogs processed this year has set a new record. The fact remains that the needs of war often leave less choice of meat for the needs at home. Here's how Mrs. Niles is meeting the situation. She's introduced me to cuts of meat that are not only usually available, but are unusually good. Meat ideas I've never met before. Beef heart, stuffed with dressing, and that's some stuff. Beef brisket with vegetables. Hot tongue served with a snappy horseradish sauce. Beef stew, or any of the stews, including our old friend's lamb or mutton stew. Anyway, you know it by now, but I'll say it again. All meat, regardless of kind or cut, contains the same highest quality protein. So we say meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well, the package Riley got labeled do not open till Christmas still remains intact. So far, he has not broken his vow to the family. But with a full week left to go before Christmas, our hero's patience is near the breaking point. Right now, he's studying a big book, reading off names. Yarbo, Yerbert, Yuccolini, Yuzzy. Riley, what are you mumbling about in here? What's that big book? Zeb, Zackle, Zeb. Oh, 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 this dumpling, this is the city directory of Walla Walla. Oh, are you still trying to find out who sent you that package? No, 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 I'm, I'm just reading this for pleasure. <laughs> Zibolovsky, Zizimal. It's nice to know your fellow Americans. You know. <laughs> oh, I wish all I had to do was read about who lives in Walla Walla. Zootboot, Zogu, Zuz. Oh, I don't recognize the faces of any of these names. <laughs> I give up. I, I ain't going to think about that darn package. Now, oh, who's there? It's Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, that ain't my favorite undertaker. Oh, you dig it? Greetings, Riley. You're looking well. <laughs> Very natural. Well, thanks. I feel good, too. Well, uh, what brings you here, Digger? Just passing by. I had some free time on my hands. 
Things are very quiet down at my place. <laughs> yeah, I guess everybody's too busy Christmas shopping. <laughs> ah, yes, Christmas. Joyous Noel. I adore Christmas. It's so gay. <laughs> yeah, I like Christmas, too. Especially the presents. Now, I got a package... Oh, that reminds me, Riley. I found out what my wife is giving me for Christmas. A beautiful sport jacket. Sport jacket, huh? What color? Black. <laughs> a light black. I bet you'll look good in it. Speaking of presents, I, and I my got little a... boy is getting me my favorite book, The Good Earth. <laughs> I love to bury myself in a book. Well, The Good Earth is great for that. Now, Digger, I got a package here, see? Ah, yes, I... yes. Do not open before Christmas. Yeah, and I'm aching to know what's in it, but I swore I wouldn't open it. I'm afraid I can't help you, Riley. I can't imagine what's inside, and I haven't got X-ray eyes. <laughs> well, guess I'll have just to wait until... Digger, I know how I can find out what's in there without opening it. I'll have this package X-rayed. Yes, sir, what is it you wish? Well, nurse, I'd like to see this Professor Geeko. Well, the professor's out just now. Can I help you? Well, I've seen an ad in the paper where it says, for $2.50, you can get an X-ray, fluoroscopic treatment, electrolysis treatment, scalp massage, and free parking. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the professor's ad. Well, all I want is the X-ray. Certainly. Your name? Uh, Chester A. Riley. Very well, Mr. Riley. Now, you go behind that screen and take your clothes off. Well, sure. Uh, no, no. Wait, wait a minute. I ain't, I ain't taking no clothes off. Well, what part of your anatomy do you wish x-rayed? My package. <laughs> there it is. Oh. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, we generally do people, but uh, I guess it's okay. Come back in a half hour. We'll have the x-ray for you. Thank you. Uh, pardon me, the nurse said... The nurse is out. I am Professor Geeko. Can I help you? Well, I had an x-ray taken. The, the name is Chester Riley. Chester Riley. Yeah. Well, I'll see if I can find the plate in this file. Now, let's see. J. Johnson. J. King. L. Oh, here's my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here we have it. Riley, just Riley. What is the show, Professor? Quick, tell me. What is the show? I don't get what? excited. Just what? give me a moment to examine the x-ray. Oh, I'll be seeing you those old familiar faces. Gee, God. Oh, oh, what's the matter? Frankly, I don't see how you can breathe. According to this x-ray, you have no lungs. No lungs? Oh, you, you don't understand, Professor. I certainly I... don't. This uh... is a remarkable case. Better lie down. You may be dead. <laughs> Professor, you, you mean the x-ray don't show nothing? Nothing, nothing. I advise immediate surgery. Oh, listen, Professor, I don't need nothing taken out of me. You're right. You need something put in. <laughs> now, uh... <laughs> 
When can we operate? Well, not right now, Professor. As, as far as my anatomy goes, I, I got a motto which says, do not open until Christmas. <laughs> Well, Junior, you uh, finished with your homework? Yeah, Pop. Come here, Junior. I want to have a little talk with you. About what? Well, I, I've been thinking about how I bawled you out for opening your presents, Mad Henny, before Christmas. And, well, I decided that I was wrong. Oh, no, Pop. You were right. No, no, no Junior. I was wrong. No, you were right, Pop. Don't contradict me, Junior. <laughs> I'm always right. I was wrong. <laughs> After all, what's so terrible about opening a package before Christmas? Why, Pop, doing a thing like that shows a person is weak-willed. A fellow's got to resist temptation. Remember, Pop, life is just a bowl of cherries, but that doesn't mean there aren't pitfalls. Junior, who taught you nonsense like that? <laughs> you did. Oh, well, there are times when you shouldn't listen to me. <laughs> now listen to me. Sometimes... <laughs> Being weak-willed is a good thing. Oh, how do you mean? Well, look, uh, today I saw an expensive Christmas gift in a store which I wanted to get for a certain boy whom I've known personally for 13 years. The gift was too expensive, but I was too weak to resist, and so I bought it for him. You did, Pop? What was it? Well, I'll give you a hint. It starts with an R. R? Yep. Roller skates? No, no, no. I said expensive. Oh, I, I might as well tell you. A bicycle. <laughs> a bicycle? Yeah. Oh, boy, you... But, Pop, bicycle doesn't start with an R. Oh, this was a red bicycle. <laughs> well, wasn't, wasn't that nice of me to buy it? Huh? Oh, sure was. Oh, any boy would appreciate a favor like that. He sure would. Well, I'm glad to see that we understand each other. Now, listen. Nobody will know. I'll go out of the room. Then you go to the closet, get the package. No, Pop, I won't do it. You won't. Why, you... You tricked me. <laughs> okay. From now on, we're through. We ain't on speaking terms. We're finished. I'll support you. I'll, I'll put you through school. I'll pay for your wedding. But from then on, you're on your own. Hello? What's going on here? Oh. Oh, hello, Bad Honey. Gee, I'm glad to see you. Here, sit down here next to your daddy. Well, <laughs> Dad, what's gotten into you? You know, Babs, I never appreciated you as much as I should. When you were born, I wanted a boy, and so I was a little annoyed with you. But uh, today I changed my mind. I'm glad you're a girl. Dad. Oh, something tells me you had a fight with Junior. Oh, Pop was trying to convince me it'd be okay if he opened his Christmas present now. Huh. There's no harm in that, is there, Dad? Honey. What? Dad, I'm surprised at you. After all, life is just a bowl of cherries with pitfalls. That's enough! <laughs> my own children turning against me. Okay, that settles it. I'm through with both of you. <laughs> well, how 
How's the roast, Riley? Good. Peg, please tell your son to pass the salt. Hmm? What? what Riley, what's uh, Tell your daughter to do the same with the pepper. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? Did you children have a fight with your father? No, Mom, he just asked me... Junior. To... Well, he wanted... I to... did not. I, I did not ask you to open my present for me. Oh, so that's it. Uh, Riley, look. For heaven's sake, will you do me a favor and open that present? No, I... I got willpower. Please. Oh, well, you're, you're begging me? Yes, Dad. We all are. Please open it. Oh, you're pleading with me, huh? Oh, yes, Riley. Well, say that you're pleading with me. All right, all right. We're pleading. Please open it. Well, okay. Just to keep peace in the family, I'll do it. But I'm doing it against my will. Oh, that junior! Oh, Riley! For heaven's sake, take off that mouse trap. No, I'll, I'll take it off later. First, I gotta look in the parcel. Well, what's in it, Riley? Well, well, tell us, Dad, what is it? Nothing. But it's full of nothing. No, Pop, look. There's something at the bottom. A, a card. A ca- well, let me see. There's writing on it. It says, Dear friend, if you succumb to temptation and open this package before Christmas, you have absolutely no willpower. Send $2 immediately to Professor Ludwig Stefanotti, Box 27, Walla Walla, for his famous book entitled, How to Develop Your Willpower. <laughs> the, the... Oh, Daddy, it must okay. be a new kind of advertising. <laughs> and you fell for it. <laughs> uh, the whole fell for it. I... <laughs> I, I knew it all the time. Uh, the honest, I did. I, I... The Rileys will be back in just a moment. We've talked about the importance of meat for breakfast to start the worker out right. But how about all you war workers on the night shift when you come home in the cold gray dawn? It seems to me you're in need of a good solid meal to finish off your workday right, even if your breakfast is really your dinner. You've been using up bodily fuel, tissues too, and those good breakfast meats are the thing to replenish both. There's food energy in that savory pork sausage, bacon or ham. There's the right kind of proteins in their meaty lean. So when you open the door at home after that night shift and sniff the fragrance of spicy sausage, tender ham or tasty bacon browning in the pan, you'll know someone is looking after your health as well as your appetite by making breakfast meats part of your homecoming meal. For meat is a yardstick of protein foods because meat measures up to every protein need. All these nutritional statements made about meat are accepted by the Council on Foods and Nutrition of the American Medical Association. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine this professor thinking I need his book. Oh, boy, this is a good one on him. <laughs> uh, on the level, uh, don't you think you should send for the book? Junior, I'll give you a simple answer. Go to bed. <laughs> Junior's right, Riley. But the way you worried yourself sick about opening that package shows you have absolutely no willpower. Oh, it does, does it? Well, okay, I'm going to show you how wrong you are. I'm going to fill out this coupon, see? And I'm going to send it to this professor. And when the book gets here, I'm going to read every word of it. 
But no matter how many bills he sends me, I ain't never going to send him the two dollars. <laughs> I'll show him that I've got willpower. <laughs> Don't miss the life of Riley on Christmas Eve when Riley has another hilarious adventure and learns a lot more about the true meaning of Christmas. The program is directed by Don Bernard with music by Lou Cosmo. This is Ken Niles in Hollywood. This is the Blue Network. 7.30 at KECA Los Angeles. Transcribed.